Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A U.S.-sanctioned oligarch ran pro-Kremlin ads on Facebook, again. Meta earned over $200,000 for an ad campaign seen by millions that pushed pro-Kremlin talking points and undermined local elections in Moldova, according to new research. By David Gilbert. Last February, when researchers at London-based nonprofit Reset found that Meta was allowing Ilan Shore, a Moldovan oligarch with links to the Kremlin, to run an ad campaign on Facebook, the company promised to stop him. But Shore, whom the United States sanctioned for illegally financing political parties in Moldova and pushing Russian disinformation, wasn't finished. Just months after Meta said it would stop Shore's ads, according to new research from Reset shared exclusively with Wired, Shore and his eponymous Shore party had spun up an even more elaborate advertising campaign on Facebook that aimed to destabilize Moldova's local elections in November and undermine Moldova's entry to the European Union. Over six months, the campaign used more than 100 fake Facebook pages to run hundreds of ads that amassed 155 million impressions and earned Meta at least $200,000 in revenue, according to Reset's research. Several of the ads even featured deepfake videos of Moldova's pro-Western president, Maya Sandu, wearing a hijab and announcing her intention to resign. Despite multiple clear signals of a coordinated campaign by an individual who was banned from advertising on the platform, Meta's automated and human systems failed to track and remove the campaign. For Reset, uncovering the short campaign was trivial. The way that I found the second campaign is simply I typed the name Ilan Shore into Facebook's ad archive, a researcher at Reset who did not want to be identified to protect their privacy tells Wired. Ads posted by Shore's group were active last Tuesday afternoon, according to a Wired review of the Facebook ad library. As of Wednesday morning after Wired reached out to Meta, many of the ads were marked inactive. Meta's failure to identify a coordinated ad campaign featuring dozens of inauthentic pages deepfake videos and pro-Russian disinformation run by a sanctioned individual who had previously been reported for running a similar campaign reinforces criticisms that Meta does not invest enough resources in moderating content in non-English-speaking markets. Given that billions of people across the globe will be voting in some of the most consequential elections in recent memory, including presidential elections in the U.S. and Moldova, 
It raises some serious concerns about how Facebook could be weaponized to disrupt those elections, critics say. Facebook and Instagram have become the handmaidens of Vladimir Putin's covert campaign to disrupt European democracy, perhaps nowhere more egregiously than in Moldova, Ben Scott, director of Reset, tells Wired. If Meta cannot prevent Russian agents from running obvious influential operations aimed at toppling a democratic government, it indicates they are not serious about the most basic threat mitigation. After a year of massive tech layoffs on product safety teams around the world, our findings are an ominous sign of what is to come in the upcoming Moldovan presidential and European parliamentary elections. Meta declined to respond to Wired's specific questions about how Shore was able to restart a campaign a few months after it was alerted to his previous campaign, but it says it removed Shore's ability to buy ads after he was sanctioned. Malicious actors like this are persistent, and as we've said before, we've previously detected efforts to use other pages and accounts in an attempt to amplify content related to him, Ben Walters, a Meta spokesperson, tells Wired. We have and will continue to take action when we find inauthentic behavior or content or ads that violate our policies. Sandu's office declined to comment on the report. Shore was sanctioned by the U.S. in late 2022 for working with the Kremlin to undermine Sandu's government and return Moldova to Russia's sphere of influence, the U.S. Treasury Department said at the time. Moldovan authorities also banned Shore's party in June 2023, after the oligarch was sentenced in absentia to 15 years in prison on fraud and money laundering charges. Shore lived in Israel at the time, though he has reportedly departed the country and his current whereabouts are unknown. U.S. companies like Meta are prohibited from engaging in financial transactions with sanctioned individuals and groups. The Treasury Department, which manages the sanctions program, did not respond to Wired's request for comment. Shore's initial ad campaign that Reset identified early last year called for uprisings and protests against the pro-Western government in Moldova. Compared to the most recent campaign, however, it was much smaller in size and coordination. The second ad campaign, which began in July, was designed to target local elections that took place in Moldova at the beginning of November. The campaign ramped up in September, where the ads were viewed more than 40 million times, Reset found. The campaign does not appear to have made any effort to hide who was behind it. Almost all of the 609 ads Reset detected directly mentioned the names Ilan Shore or political candidates connected to Shore's parties. Around 40% of the ads feature video footage in which Ilan Shore's face is clearly visible, while other videos feature the official logo of the Shore party. Reset identified 108 Facebook pages that were part of the advertising campaign all of which were anonymous accounts that had posted no other content prior to the ads being bought. The pages were renamed and rebranded just days after they deployed the ads to make them look as if they were Moldovan media outlets. Only 14 of the pages involved were deactivated by Meta before Reset published its report. This campaign was pretty easy, straightforward to spot if you care to do anything about political advertising in Eastern Europe, which is not the case, the Reset researcher says. Sandwiched between Western Ukraine and Romania, Moldova is Europe's poorest country, with a population of just 2.6 million people. While it is in the process of applying for EU membership, Moscow has long sought to regain control of what was once part of the USSR. 
Shore's Facebook ad campaign was part of a much broader destabilization effort conducted by the Kremlin in the lead-up to Moldova's local elections, with the Moldovan security chief putting the estimated cost of the entire campaign at over $55 million, which reportedly included large bribes to buy votes. Since Moldova is not in the EU, it is not covered by the Digital Services Act, or DSA, a law introduced by the EU to force tech companies to be more transparent about how they moderate their platforms. In late October 2023, Facebook published its first transparency report since the DSA was enacted in July 2022. It shows that countries in Eastern Europe had very few moderators dedicated to monitoring content in their language. The company revealed that it has 35 moderators who speak Romanian, which is the national language of Moldova, and is spoken by around 60% of the population. It is also, of course, spoken by the 20 million people who live in Romania. In Slovakia, for example, which has a population of 5.5 million and held elections beset by information last year, Facebook employs just 11 moderators who speak Slovak. Elsewhere, it has just six moderators who speak Lithuanian, a country of almost 3 million people, and only two moderators who speak Latvian, covering a population of around 2 million people. In contrast, Facebook's transparency report shows that in Ireland, where Meta's international headquarters is based, it employs 42 moderators who speak Irish, a language that less than 2% of the population speaks regularly. It's Moldova. It's Romanian and Russian languages. So it's regions that Facebook has continuously proven not to care about, the Reset Research claims. Eastern Europe is totally under the radar of any kind of content moderation or scrutinizing of how political advertising is done in those regions. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.